Welcome, listeners. 2020 has been a very turbulent year. And I've asked Kerry Hurrigan to come on to the program for a very special podcast. I've been asking her many questions over the last couple of months, and I sort of feel it's time that we address some of those concerns and questions. And she has the questions in front of her, so she's going to share them with you now. So I'm going to welcome you, Kerry. Thanks, Sue. It has been a very turbulent year. Mm. It is some things that we could never imagine happening. Mm. Although as astrologers and being in the astrology community, 2020, I knew and most astrologers knew that it was time to strap ourselves in. Mm. And it started on the 11th of January, 2020, when the coming together of Saturn and Pluto happened in Capricorn during that time. And I think it was on the 11th of January that the first COVID-19 case was announced. So the information I have for today is some things that I felt were extremely important for people to know of and things I hadn't mentioned before and probably for the last half of the year, although uh, we may add to that as we go along because there is so much happening. So what I thought I'd start with for August is there are planets retrograding. And to explain what the retrograde motion is, this is where it appears as the planet stops and it moves backwards, stops again to change direction and moves forward. A good analogy is when you're in traffic and you catch up to the car in the lane next to you where it appears as the wheels are going backwards when in fact the car is moving forward. So this from our perspective because we're standing on the earth looking up this is what it looks like the planets are doing. So retrograding planets have quite an effect as the symbolism is felt more strongly because the planets are closer to the earth. Retrogrades can be seen as disruptive, however they are important as they slow things down, allowing us to look at things objectively. You know, we need to get some distance to things that we may be too close to to see from a different perspective. So when you look at your own birth chart, you see what areas of your life are affected and you can get a free birth chart from numerous websites. I think the best one is astro.com and you can cast a chart there or you can go a little further and order your astrology report from the Moon and You website too. Your story told by the stars. Currently we have Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, they're all in Capricorn. We have Neptune in Pisces and Uranus in Taurus and these are all retrograding. It's quite incredible. Mm. The other incredible thing is that Mars entered its own sign of Aries on the 28th of June and it's usually in that in its own sign for around 6 weeks. However, this year, which is very uncommon, it's sitting there for approximately 6 months because it also will have a retrograde motion later on in the year uh, around the election in the mm. US. Mm. I'll have a link to the retrograding planet so you can go and have a look. But uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was the dwarf planet Eris. Have you ever heard of Eris? I haven't heard of it, no. Okay. So it is important to mention because this dwarf planet is known as the female awakener. Another name is the uninvited feminine or the feminine not understood. It is where you can feel uninvited. Uh, so check your natal chart and it is so 
fascinating because she is she's warrior like she can show you your unconscious perception of something so what happens is once you become conscious of something it can change your perception mm. and it shows uh, she shows you how to work with anger so no surprise eris is connected with the blood and inflammation. It resides just beyond Pluto and is known as Pluto's younger sister, representing discord and chaos. So currently we have Pluto sitting in Capricorn alongside Saturn and Jupiter where de- the deconstructing of structures and old paradigms is taking place and this is coupled with the disclosure of the truth. The hidden, deep, dark secrets of sexual behaviour is being brought out in the open and will continue to do so. Harvey Weinstein, and this is of the a lot, a lot mm. of the rich and powerful. Harvey Weinstein, for example, and now it has also reached a member of the royal family. Mm. Interesting. Mm. When I saw that mm. being reported in the news, I thought, oh. Mm. So the conjunction of Pluto and Jupiter is about truth and justice, and we will question what is true. And this is all leading to the collapse of the patriarchal rule and what we have trusted in the past. Eris entered Aries in 1926, which was the Roaring Twenties, and you can, you know, we uh, history tells us what happened there. So all of us born after 1926 has Aries, uh, so has Eris in Aries. So that's why you, um, it's a good idea just to check where Eris is. Mm. So the other one is a comet called Neowise. Have you ever heard of Neowise? No. Okay. <laughs> this is a real Sounds like Star Trek. Oh, well, always to do with, you know, things like Star Trek. That's probably why we like it, you know. Mm, we, we, yes. we love Star Trek. So the comet called Neowise passed by Earth on the 22nd of July, and this is important as the last time it passed was back in 4747 BC, which was the beginning of the patriarchal rule. Patriarchal, the, or the patriarchy is male energy. It is about control and dominion, nothing to do with gender because we all have male and female energy. Uh, but it is control and dominion, sorry, control and dominion have revealed themselves through religion, politics, science mm. to a degree, and power. It has a 6,800-year cycle. I mean, this didn't happen until 6,800 years ago, mm. and it's just passed by recently, and this seems to coincide with the rise and fall of the patriarchy. So as we move into the matriarchy, which is mm. the female energy, and this was also the golden time of Egypt, not Cleopatra, but the time of the pyramids, mm. and this when the the feminine energy ruled. So the feminine feminine energy is about compassion, empathy, community, creativity, the arts, and this was all very important back then, and equality also. Mm. So, um, and that we're seeing more now. We are currently entering this birthing, like birthing canal of a new consciousness, and a lot of people are feeling this undertow of the coming change. I'm certainly feeling it. Mm. I, I, I feel like I'm. I like le- that birthing birth canal. We're just in the birth canal. It's not born yet, no, but I can feel it because it's painful not only for the mother but for the child absolutely so it's kind of like wow that's 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 feeling it It can Mm. be filled with drama and tension Mm. and breaching breach all kinds of things and so i am finding what i'm feeling is that i'm 
I'm leaving what I thought was I was supposed to do, like stuff. I don't mm. want stuff, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, just recently had a clean out of the of the garage, and I realised that I have my my both my parents have passed as as yours have, or transitioned into the spirit world. Mm-hmm. I love that, mm. <laughs> or gone home. Mm. I love that way that that expression as well. And realise that nobody wants their things, just me. Yes. I don't. And I thought, what am I going to do with them when I mm. leave? Mm. Nobody's going to want it, and it's just letting go of all these things. Mm. And I also was wondering if this was what the quickening that Nostradamus was referring to. He talked mm. about the quickening because we've all had this sense of things speeding up. Even kids will say. It's Christmas again or it's holidays again. I thought that was well worth a mention. And the other topic is a constellation called Ophiuchus. And you sent me a text the other, last week I think it was, Mm, mm. somebody had asked you about it. Mm. And uh, just some information on on Ophiuchus, it is known as the serpent bearer. And uh, Oh, yes, Heather, my darling friend Heather, who will be listening to this podcast. Right. Um, she's going, oh, my God, I've been a Capricorn all my life and what, what am I now? I'm not a Capricorn. <laughs> What's going on, Sue? What's going on? Because NASA has revealed, you know, yes. that um, this new thing that's happening. So that's what that was question about. Yes. yes, and every so often it comes into the mainstream mm. media. So it was raised again recently. Well, it was raised again, but the original article from NASA was uh, wasn't it was released back in 2016 it's a constellation and it is known as the 13th sign and was originally found by Ptolemy in the second century and he named 29 stars in this constellation now in the sidereal zodiac which is based on the location of the stars in the sky it's not used in western astrology because it is a constellation it's not a zodiac sign so in fact there are 88 constellations in our galaxy so the traits of Ophiuchus are between Scorpio and Sagittarius. It passes in front of the sun between or around November 30 and December 18th. And if you have a birthday during that time, chances are the sun did pass by Ophiuchus on your birthday. You can probably see where Ophiuchus is in your natal chart. You know, that would be up to the person. I've got a couple of links to both those to Ophiuchus for people to get a little bit more information mm. if you want. But I just thought Neowise and Eris was definitely worth mentioning and Eris is being talked about by astrologers quite mm. a lot. And mm. I have to thank uh, Pam Gregory for bringing this information and a lady, oh, Stephanie Austin, I think her name is. So mm. Thank you, Carrie. Very good. On our normal podcast, we just talk about the moon energies yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's not a lot of time to bring in other elements because it's just so fascinating no, well, we... but I think every now and then we do need to have yes. a big catch-up like this yeah. and have a special podcast to do that and I really am particularly fond of what you mentioned about the matriarch I sort of feel that we are coming into power but a, bit, a little bit more mature because in the as I wrote this little piece that I'm working on in the 60s and the 70s the pendulum for women really swung hard. I mean, it swung really hard, Mm. you know, the bras burning and all that sort of stuff. And everyone was in shock, or men were in shock, I should say. And then in the 80s and the 90s, it swung the other way and women 
tried to become like men. Mm. And I lived it. So I can say yeah, this yeah. with certainty that we had the big shoulder pads. We had the we did. terrible <laughs> non-fitting suits and the shoes and the and we tried to kind of look like men. Yeah, yeah. And now, over the last 20 years, I've seen women in business, because that's where I live as well in business, femininity is rising and you don't see business suits as such but you see like beautiful flowing skirts with maybe a little top of like looking like a bit more smart in mm. business but not the business suit that we used to no, have the shoulder no. pads and the short hair short hair and the yeah fringes. that's right yeah. there is this beautiful um femininity that's mm. coming into business and which i love i mean for me, I, I've given away all my shoes. I don't have high heel shoes anymore, right. and that's because I am a little bit older. As well. <laughs> I've danced my way through, my, through the eighties and nineties and killed my feet, but otherwise than that. But that's what I love about yeah. this story that you're telling us is that the patriarchal system, uh, and I'm not talking about men. No, not I'm, men. I'm not, talking not about men, the no. patriarchal establishment of universities and business and the corporate world and. The medical politics. establishments and politics, which are very patriarchal and very masculine in their in, in their essence, where what you mentioned about compassion and kindness, uh, equality, that's rising, and I can see that happening. And it's yeah, extraordinary. I'm like, happy to be in this time to be able to experience it. Well, mm. that's the other thing is you are supposed to be here. We are all have been born to be in this time our generation which is the pluto virgo generation have brought in the i don't like this word that like the new age there's nothing new about the mm. you know oils essential oils and meditation and yoga and there's and nothing ancient. new about that yeah they're, they're ancient <laughs> they're, they, yeah. they are new age for the western listener yes like over the last 20 years and like even in the 60s they were deemed as hippies they weren't really they just had an alternative way of looking at things they had been inspired yes. by um, eastern religions and eastern faith because they were tired of what they were being told. Mm. So, yes, there is nothing new yes. about this. Oh, no, not at all. And we're all being born. Everybody that is alive right now, we are supposed to be here. We have very important roles to play, maybe not on the global stage, but within our own little world. And it starts with our podcasts about the moon and having that in, inner security that even when you bring in somebody like Byron Katie or Dr. Libby, they, the teachers that we have, Amy, mm -hmm. Ange with meditations, it's all tools that we can use mm -hmm. to get us through this time. And the thing is, it's only, we're only halfway through the year mm -hmm. and we are yet to see this thing how it's going to unfold as we go. Mm. So be the best thing we can do is to uh, look after ourselves, be kind as much as we can to ourselves, mm. firstly, you mm. know. And um, But things are changing mm. big time, <laughs> huge. Thanks for letting me do that, Sue. It's I really pleasure. appreciate it. Thank that. you so much. And I'm going to be doing some blogs up as well, some beautiful okay. letters to our daughters so that they okay. can read all this as well. <laughs> yes, our right. daughters. All right, my friends, take care. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. We love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>